0: The Bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater.
1: Drifting along, singing a song under a Western
0: moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of The Purple Sage. Bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now,
1: the riders of the Purple Sage. I'm a long way from home, and the blue mountain dome. Still, I hear the echoes from the hills, and the sweet lily bell, my little hillbilly gal, calling in the echoes from the hills. When left, my pappy said, Now don't do nothing wrong. I recall my mammy saying, Sonny, don't be long. So I know that someday I'll be winding my way. Back among the echoes from the hills Sometimes I wonder why I have to roam Somehow my thoughts are traveling way back home I miss the hills, the old folks and my little sister Lou I wonder if they miss me too I'm a long way from home and the blue mountain dome Still I hear the echoes from the hills And the sweet lily bell, my little hillbilly gal Calling in the echoes from the hills well, if my papi said, no, don't do nothing wrong I recall my mammy saying, Sonny, don't be long So I know that someday I'll be wending my way Back among the echoes from the air
2: Thank you, friends. You know, sometimes there's quite a lot of friendly argument among us boys at rehearsal. We all come from different states of the Union, you know, and each of us wants to sing the songs of his own state. Al Slowey here is a loyal son of Missouri, and he's always insisting on the Missouri waltz. Well, Johnny Paul and Scotty Harrell... Hey, never mind Johnny Paul and Scotty Harrell. Today I'm a singing the Missouri waltz from Buston see? Come on, boys, hit it. Are you listening, to you folks back
1: home? It's all for you. I shall buy my man. Slumber time is coming soon
3: Rest your head upon my breast While mammy hums the tune The sandman is calling Where shadows are falling While the soft breezes sigh As in days long gone by
1: Way down in Mizzou
3: melody, when I was a little one upon my memory. the old folks were humming, their banjos were strong, so sweet.
0: pioneers who ventured into the wild, uncivilized West were hardy indeed. And among the bravest of those pioneers were the frontier women. One of their greatest contributions was the home which they provided. And they were proud of that home, whether it be a sod house on the prairie or a log cabin in the mountains. Today, Western women take great pride in their homes, too. And they make sure that their home provides only the best for their family. And that's why so many modern homemakers insist upon Weber's bread. They know by experience that Weber's bread is always well-mixed and well-baked. That it has a firm, even texture and a just-right moisture content which assures long-lasting freshness. As toast for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, or in-between snacks. And when served with the most elaborate meals, Weber's bread is always sure to please. Always buy Weber's bread, that good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper. Riders of the Purple Sage again in a swingy, romantic song of the Southwest, The Gay Ranchero. A gay ranchero, a caballero,
1: can always find someone to pet. A senorita, a sweet pepita, her other loves will soon forget. If he's insistent then she's not distant, the senorita will confess. This gay ranchero, this caballero, need only ask and she'll say yes. Soon there'll be a fiesta with a blushing bride, and a gay ranchero standing by her side. If they find the promise that they have in store, they'll be counting little chicos by the score. Back on his rancho, we now find Pancho with his puppita by his side. She thinks he's handsome, worth any ransom. To him, she's still a blushing pride Our gay ranchero, our caballero, still tells the world of how they met. This gay ranchero, this caballero says he has nothing to regret. Now to end the story that I once was told Here's a little secret that I must unfold For they found the promise that they had in store Now they're really counting chico by the score Gay Rachero, Caballero Said that he has nothing to regret Pretense
0: can be a delightful thing, as when a child looks forward to Santa Claus at Christmas time. And pretense can be an awful thing, too, as when you find the object of your love has been merely pretending. Midnight Masquerade.
1: I sailed away when love was new
3: Then some friends I knew they Took me to a midnight masquerade I felt an old thrill.
1: Linger with me still Dancing to a dreamy serenade At twelve o'clock at my surprise There without disguise
3: Stood my love of old, our love remained Two broken hearts
1: that fell apart Got a second start And it happened on a midnight masquerade O'clock at my surprise, there without disguise,
3: stood my love of old, our love remains, two broken hearts that fell apart, got
1: a second start, and it happened, on a midnight mass.
0: for Foy Willing and the riders of the Purple Sage to tell us about another of their adventures in the West. This week, they've called their story The Varmint and the Baby. A century ago, Pioneer Valley was a battleground where Indians and whites fought to the death. But now, the battleground is a great green bowl. So quiet, towering mountains surrounding it seem to have been placed there to keep out the rest of the world. A thousand sheep move slowly across its acres, nibbling grass as they go. These thousand white-faced merinos with their wrinkled skins and flesh-colored noses are the valley's only inhabitants save a man and his dogs. The three vagabonds, the riders of the Purple Sage, rode into the valley one morning. They were very much aware of the peaceful scene before them, and they were aware also that the man who owned it and tended his sheep had earned the reputation that gave him the name Varmint Edwards.
2: That's his shack over there. Yeah, and this is about as senseless a ride as anybody ever took. I'm enjoying myself. Boy, you know good and well as soon as that old Varmint Edwards, here's why we've come, why he'll run us out of here so fast it'll look like we've got winged horses. Well, this job has to be done, Al, so let's do her and get finished with it.
1: Come on, let's ride. Okay.
2: Horses will be okay back there, I reckon. Well, they're not far from his shack. We have to run for him, anyway. Is Varmint a name that runs in Mr. Edwards' family or what? Oh, Varmint ain't his real name, Johnny. Folks call him that because he's such a cussed old miser, all. Well, I thought there was something funny. With names like Pete and Jack and Bill so handy, it's stretching out a little to name a fella Varmint. Well, this guy is a Varmint. He hates everybody. Got his money buried out here somewheres and won't leave the place for fear someone will rob him while he's gone. Not so loud. There he is by the shack. Oh. Wish I had money enough so I could be afraid of robbers. Yeah, me too. Howdy, Mr. Edwards. Eh?
4: Uh, what do you want, Willie?
2: Oh, just dropped around for a little chat.
4: You ain't welcome. I don't like company.
2: Well, we're not staying long. Guess you know I'll slow in Johnny Paul, don't you, Mr. Edwards? Oh, uh, uh, hello, Mr. Edwards. Hi, Varman.
4: Johnny, what are you... Well, what do you, you want? What are you here for?
2: Well, we figured on a friendly call.
4: Mind if we sit? Go ahead, but if you want money, you come to the wrong place. I ain't got any. Might as well be starting back. Oh, he's a
2: tough old bird, ain't he? he sure is. We don't need money, Mr. Edwards. The way we live, money isn't great. Then
4: you're here to say something about Jeannie's kid.
2: Yeah, that's it. Goodbye,
4: and there's your horses.
2: Well, let's take things easy, Mr. Edwards. Coming here to see you isn't something we like to do, either. We know how you feel about the baby. And...
4: Jeannie was the only person in this whole world I ever cared one hoot about. She wasn't just a niece. She was something more, a whole lot more... Bringing this kid into the world killed, Jeannie. It killed her. Easy, And Mr. I won't do a blessed thing to help him.
2: You're kind of running off at the mouth before you know what we want.
4: I already know. You want me to take care of the kid. Jeannie's husband was shot last week. He was fool enough to throw his life away. Now he can't bring up the kid. And... He didn't throw his life away at all. He was riding with a sheriff's posse, helping to run down him. A... He had no business with a posse. Why didn't he stay home with his kid and not duck out and get killed so the responsibility could fall on somebody else's shoulders? I won't have a thing to do with it. The kid coming into the world took Jeannie away, and Jeannie was... Go on, get out of here.
2: Mr. Edwards, a trip here from Nauhi Creek is a long way to bring a six-month-old baby. Here? You brought him here? Mrs. Oakland, she was a good friend of Jeannie's. Volunteered to bring the baby out so you could see him. I won't. We want you to decide whether he'll be placed in an orphanage or a home where you can pay for his care.
4: Put it in an orphanage. Let it die. I don't want it on my land. I won't look at it.
2: All right, Mr. Edwards. We rode ahead so you'd be prepared to see Ms. Oakland and the baby when they got here. I
4: won't see him, I tell you.
2: You don't have to. But as long as she's already started, we'll have to wait until she arrives so we can help her get
4: back home.
5: to see the child.
2: Just exactly that, Ms. Oakland.
5: After bringing the baby all this way with the sun beaten down like it has been? Uh,
2: Ma'am, when folks call that hombre Varmint Edwards, they're flattering him. I don't know if you fellas noticed, but when he pushed his hat back, I saw two little knobs on his forehead. Looked like ingrown horns to me.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Ms. Oakland, Mr. Edwards wants us to start back home as soon as we can.
5: Not now, surely.
2: Right away. He, uh, hates the baby.
5: Hates? why? He's never seen it.
2: He says the baby's responsible for the death of his niece. And he'd rather it wouldn't be anywhere around.
5: You tell that man for me, I'm not taking one step away from here until morning. I'm tired and so is the baby.
2: Well, in that case, we'll stay with you. But it's not going to be very pleasant.
5: You can tell him something else, too. That we don't care to see him, either. Any man who'd hold a baby responsible because the mother died is beneath our notice. And we'd prefer him to stay out of our sight. (laughs)
2: the baby's sure showing off his lungs now, ain't he? Oh,
5: just tired, that's all. Now, you boys don't have to hang around. I'll wash up the supper dishes.
2: How's a good hand at this washing, Mrs. Ah, Oakland? You're better than I am, Johnny. You know it, too. Mrs. Oakland, there's a favor I'd like to ask. Hey, the
5: ball on the stop Yes, boy?
2: Well, we just walked into this place and kind of took over. And after all, it does belong to Mr. Edwards. Maybe we ought to fix up a plate of supper and take it out to him.
5: No, sir. I'm going to set my foot down on that. Any man who'd refuse to come in and eat... ...cause there's a baby in the house... ...his own flesh and blood, too... ...can starve for all I care. Well,
2: maybe your cooking would soften him up, Mrs. Oakland. I can't help but feel he's got a side to this argument, too.
5: Anybody who'd hate a baby...
2: He hates it because he believes a baby killed something he loved very much. Probably the only thing in his life that he ever loved.
5: If he had a speck of common sense, he'd know a baby couldn't mean to kill anyone. And if he had a speck of religion, he'd know a mother dying when a child is born... ...is part of the Lord's plan...
2: And I'm not saying he's right, Miss Oakland. I'm just saying we ain't helping the situation by condemning him. Hey, there's that bullet again. It's on my nerves. Don't he get on yours,
5: Al? Oh, sure, boy. Well, I... yeah. If you want to take a plate of supper out to Mr. Edwards, you go ahead and do it. But I just won't.
4: Why don't that kid keep quiet? He's tired. here. If you can't shut him up, maybe I can i will not have my face upset by no swollen, fallen,
5: crap. I'll get rid of him. My... Mr. Edwards. Wait, Miss Oakland. He's gone in there with the baby. Let him alone. He'll kill the baby. He'll kill it.
4: Let
2: him alone, I say. What's the matter, boy? You think as long as the baby hasn't got any folks, it's better off? Come on, we'll follow Edwards into the other room, but we'll try to keep out of sight. Nobody's to raise his hand or speak a word unless it's absolutely
4: necessary.
5: Boys, boys, the baby, stop! Something's happened.
0: After Paul.
4: You have to yell so the man's reminded of what you did. You better stop crying. I hate the sight and the touch of you, the failure blankets in my hands. I picked you up so I could cute. You're not afraid of me, are you? You don't know enough to be afraid. Just lie here. Doesn't make any difference whether the fellow holding you hates the very look of your face or... loves you like his own. You don't care. Her eyes... Long fingers. Jeannie had long fingers, too, and raven black hair. Soft skin. She gave you all those, and to give them she had to die. There's none of her left but you. Just you. Jeannie's gone, and you... If Jeannie was here, she'd... It is, like they say, a child is a mother's eternity. A child lives on as you are doing now that she's gone carrying with you the things that were hers. Maybe your time was up and she hurried, made her time even a little shorter so there'd be an eternity for her, so you'd go on living with what she could give you. It better be good. She was good. I know, because she and I were pals, she... I didn't hear you folks come in. Sorry, Mr. Edwards. There won't be no call for worrying about the baby. I'll give him whatever he needs.
2: Well, Mrs. Oakland, if a woman takes all this junk just for an overnight trip, I'm sure glad I'm not married.
5: I was thinking the same thing,
4: Al. You boys deserve a
5: good sassy wife, and I hope you get one.
4: Uh, Mrs. Oakland, I can't tell you how I appreciate all you've done.
5: Well, you can be pretty proud of yourself. Isn't every man who'd agree to sacrifice so a child can have a better life? I
4: don't figure it'll be any sacrifice.
2: Mr. Edwards, we'll stay here and look after things for a couple of days if you'd like to ride into
4: town. Nothing in town that I have to do for you.
2: Well, aren't you going to help select a home for the baby? A
4: home. This is the baby's home. He's staying here. Oh, no,
5: Mr.
2: Edwards.
4: We decided last night. Now, wait a minute. You think I'm going to let somebody else raise Jeannie's kid? He can't
5: stay here, Mr. Edwards. Why can't he? But but raising a child is a full-time job. This
4: was Jeannie's child. Now he's mine. You're not being very reasonable, Mr. Edwards. A child... He's staying with me now. I won't let him go. Not for nobody. He can't
5: stay
2: here. Who's going to
4: take him away? The law? All right. Call the law. The law thinks it's big enough. Let him come on. I'll be ready for him. Nobody else has taken care of this boy. Nobody.
2: All right. There's nothing more to be said. Al, if you and Johnny will get the horses, I'll carry Ms. Oakland's things outside.
5: I don't know what to say. He didn't even listen when I was telling him how the baby should be fed.
2: He acts the same way with a baby that he does with his money. Scared to death somebody's going to steal it.
5: I just wish I'd never come out. The child would be much better off than off an asylum. Say,
2: how come us to leave instead of fighting? Well, we didn't have any reason to fight, Johnny. Mr. Edwards is the baby's nearest relative and he's got a right to hold it. At least until a court declares he's not a fed guardian.
5: Poor child will be starved to death by that time.
2: Arguments and reasoning don't affect a man like Edwards. He's got to feel something, an emotion, I guess it is. Reason wouldn't make him look at the baby. He had to feel like he wanted to kill it. And then when he picked it up in his arms, well, he felt an altogether different emotion. Now he's acting as if the baby was property somebody might take away. Uh, I bet you both his father and mother were varmints, too. Yeah, I bet they were. Johnny L., take the lead out of every cottage you got. Huh? Do what? Make as many blanks as you can. I'll do the same. We'll stop off at the crazy Barrow ranch and see if Dan Slocum will let us change horses for a while. Well, what's the idea? We're going back to Edwards' place, and I don't want him to recognize us. When we get there, we're going to ride into his flock of sheep shooting and scattering them as far as we can. Well, revenge ain't going to get us nowhere. And there's Oakland. As soon as Edwards comes out of his house to see what's going on, you go inside and make a mess of his living room. Bust that one big window right over the couch.
5: Oh, my boy. More than likely, the baby will be sleeping there.
2: Well, move the baby and put him back after the window's broke. We'll meet at the grove, just past Edward's place. Maybe we can teach him a few things this way if he won't learn no other. <laughs> That's it, Al. Bust into those sheep! Johnny, come on. chance to get into the house. She's got a job to do. Keep riding and keep shooting. All right, just follow my lead when we talk to Edwards. Oh, this is the silliest thing I ever heard of. Scatter a man's sheep and then change back to our own horses and ride over to ask him what happened. It ain't polite either to leave Mrs. Oakland down the road and tell her to catch up as soon as she can. Mr. Edwards. Mr. Edwards? Boy, when a fella associates with varmints, he sure gets to acting like one, don't he? Mr. Edwards, are you all right?
4: Oh boy, is that you?
2: We heard some shooting. Thought maybe it was at your place, so we rode back to see if we could be any
4: help. Come inside quick. Somebody tried to get my money. I scattered my sheep to draw me outside, and as soon as I left the house, one of them came inside and searched the place. Look at this living room. Wow. They were here all right. That there's the worst. Look, the window broken. Right by the bed where the baby was sleeping. Say, it's a wonder he wasn't killed by the flying glass. He would have been, except the glass fell outside. Boy, those hombres might have come back again, might come back again. I feel plumb scared when I think of what might have happened to the little fella. He's not safe here. i got to find a home for him. Away from here. A place where I can see him whenever I want. Cost don't make no difference as long as I know he'll have a good home and be safe. But he can't stay here. Not even another day. fine home for him, won't it?
5: You just know it will, Mr. Edwards. Awful expensive. All
4: I want is for him to be safe and have the best of care. Well, I don't think you'll have any call to worry now. No. Well, I'll be riding back. Awful good of Johnny and Al to look after my ranch while I'm here. Uh, you know, it's a funny thing about that window being broke. How do you mean? Well, the robbers must have shot it out, but if they did, they shot after they was inside because the glass fell outside. I can't figure why anybody'd fire a shot after they got inside, so long as the house is empty. Something awful funny about that. Well, guess I'd be getting back. Johnny and Al will want to be meeting you.
0: Back in the early days of the West, the cowpuncher was a familiar figure on every range. His was a hard lot. The work was hard and the pay small, the hours long and lonely, and many were the dangers always present. But most of them didn't mind. About all they asked was fair treatment and good chow. Western men today are pretty much the same. Most are sticklers for fairness, and certainly all enjoy lots of good food. And that's one reason why Weber's bread is so popular throughout Southern California. It's well-mixed and well-baked. It has a distinctive flavor all its own. And its golden brown crust and firm, even texture is sure to please the entire family. Weber's bread makes fine toast, sandwiches, and is equally good when served with the most elaborate meals. Next time you go marketing, make sure you buy a loaf or two of Weber's bread. It's that good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper. we've come again to the place in our program where, as is our custom each week, we present a song that makes a real contribution to Western music and helps keep alive the tradition of the West. This week, we've chosen one that's new and seems to have every quality a song needs to become a favorite. When the white roses bloom in Red River Valley. (coughs)
1: you need the past Come back and make your every dream come true.
2: That's about it for this time, friends. We hope you will be with us when we come drifting along next week. And before we go, we want to thank Norman Field and Martha Wentworth for their good work in helping us tell our story today. This is Foy Willing speaking for Al Sloe Johnny Paul, Scotty Harrell, the Riders of the Purple Sage, saying so long and good luck to all of you.
1: Drifting along, singing a song under.
0: From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western Theater, a V.M. production starring America's great Western singers, Roy Willing and the Riders of The Purple Sage. The script was by Ray Wilson, direction by Tom Hargis. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking. our Western Theater came to you from Columbia Square. This is KNX Los Angeles 1070 on your dial.